welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I'm your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you. If you have not uh, been on my podcast, listen to my podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. If you have listened to the podcast in the past, thank you for coming back. I appreciate your love and support. Uh, so this is going to be a three-part series with my friend, my family, Chris Woolard, and we're going to discuss the spiritual journey um, life, discussing taking care of an elderly parent, and also taking care of adults who are lost in their way and, you know, finding that space that they can be safe and be their authentic self. But we also will end off talking about uh, Chris's strides in becoming their authentic self and, you know, the, the books that they have published or waiting to be published and uh, so we have some great things coming up so I hope there's something that within our conversation that helps you resonates with you or helps someone else to be that um, authentic self even through trials and tribulations and storm uh, I often say a lot of the storms we go through is our test to our testimony right so with that I start into our conversation. Right. So for the first time, this is all about you. Okay. So you get to toot your horn, tell us about you and, you know, just how you came to be the person you are today. Um, Whatever you want to share, whatever you, you know, feel that is placed on your spirit to put out there. Um, I think that's where it all stems from, you know? So go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Chris. Um, Probably the most um, proudest moments of my life is um, actually being a caregiver for my mom and ensuring that at her elder age that she's being taken care of, regardless of what um, support I received or not from my family. Um, the the, mo- the next thing is probably uh, my position as an assistant director in a transitional independent living program um, where I assist runaway and homeless LGBTQ youth in trying to get their lives back in order. Um, we support youth from the ages of 16 to 20, where we teach them um, advanced daily living skills, um, uh, budgeting, and you know, learning how to cook and, and take care of themselves and stuff. Some of the things that we probably took for granted that the adults in their lives taught them along the way. Um, and just coming to... Um, connect with them, just realize that a lot of them were basically raising themselves. So there was a lot of training that at 16 to 20, you would think that they would know how to wash their clothes, you know, how to properly wash themselves and care for them during their menstrual cycle, um, how to cook. And, you know, these things were, were not taught to them. So just basically going back to the basics with them and trying to build them up so that they can be um, some great adults out here in the community. Um, lastly, but not the the, the least um, important to me, uh, probably one of the most important, is my walk 
with Christ. Um, I've always been in the church. Um, I was baptized in 2001, um, so I've always been in the church. Though. Um, I just felt in 2001 I needed to get back to who I was spiritually. And, um, I was a reader and um, usher for, for my church for a very long time. And then I decided to become uh, a certified chaplain for New York State. And during that transition of becoming a, a chaplain is when I started to experience stuff in my marriage. I started to experience stuff in relations with my mom. And it just was a lot of attack that was coming on me physically, emotionally, and mentally. So it, it, was, it was a very trying time. It was a time that I, I questioned was this the path for me to go? Because prior to that, everything was, it wasn't great, but it was good. Um, and during that time is when spiritually, I really began to grow and get closer to God. So I was able to actually um, assist my mom with her care. I was able to assist myself with things that I needed to do for me. And actually I was able to, to for the first time, really take onus and control of my life where I had to stand up and be who I'm supposed to be. Um, which is a challenge because a lot of times we don't get it early. We get mm-hmm. it late. And I'm one of them that got it kind of <laughs> late, but neither the less, I'm here. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Um, so with the journey and everything going on, I actually stepped away from my church. I got permission from my pastor because I felt like what I needed, I wasn't being spiritually fed there. Mm-hmm. Um, not to knock the church or the pastor or anything that they was doing, but there was something that was really pulling me and there was something that I needed. Mm-hmm. So in that chance, I, I visited a couple churches and, um, I said, when, when I find my home church, I'll know immediately. And, um, you know, just a brief synopsis of how I met my pastor. There was a woman who preached to conference um, in 2019. Mm-hmm. And we met over discussing if we wanted pasta salad or regular salad. And it was just <laughs> a brief, really brief conversation. It wasn't really too, you know, too much of a conversation at all. And, um, you know, we saw each other a couple times in passing, mm-hmm. and she said, uh, I'm going to come visit your church. And I said, no, unfortunately, I'm not at the church anymore. And she said, you know, well, I have my own church, so, you know, you should stop by. And, um, you know, I stopped by at one of the, you know, other churches, so I decided to go to her church that day. And as soon as I, I came in the church, I felt at home. Mm-hmm. Um there was a guest pastor that was preaching that day and there was an apostle who's, who's over, you know, our church and, you know, her, her name is Apostle Yvonne Harrison, who is the, uh, the, the person who created the whole women he preached to, uh, you know, story. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was praying over my pastor and my pastor was down on her knees. And for some reason, I don't know, Never felt this way before in my life. <laughs> I just felt that I needed to go over and help her. Right. And I stood up to go. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, when she looked up, I was there. I helped her up and everything. And, and you know, the actors, the people that wanted to join the church. And, and I was already standing there. So I said, <laughs> you know what, God, I don't know what this is, but I'm here. And since that moment, um, I've been covering her. You know, I've been um, feeling the need to be close to her whenever she is in a moment of praying for someone or something. And, mm-hmm. and, and the ironic thing is that I'm, she has this church for like at least six months before I went there. And, you know, the people that don't know me, right. <laughs> they've never seen me before. <laughs> like, who is this person covering my pastor? <laughs> and uh, the funny thing was, you know, well, it's not funny, but I guess it's what really showed that this was probably a position that, you know, I was called to be and the reason why I went to church that day. Mm-hmm. She was actually praying and covering someone, and I went over to cover her. And there was a pastor who knows her for a long time, a minister, I mean, that knows her for a long time, and he was covering her. And he looked at me like, you know, like maybe to ask me to step back or whatever. And then mm-hmm. he looked at me, he was like, all right, you're, you're good. And then he went and sat down. So I think that was probably the first confirmation that that's what it's supposed to be. And, um, Probably within uh, two months or so of being at the church, she appointed Alma Bear. I didn't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what an Alma Bear <laughs> is. I don't know what this You're do. like, you're just called so, there to be there. You don't know why. <laughs> exactly. Okay, this is where we're going. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I... Um, it's a position that we're... You have to be in a stance of prayer. You have to be constantly prayed up because attacks are going to come against you. Mm -hmm. They're going to come against the pastor. And the crazy thing is, like I said, I was in a church. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) knew me. And they're like, who is this person? Are you equipped to cover my pastor? You know, it was was a lot, you know? And I'm like, you know, but I got this. I'm good. I'm covered. I got you, but I'm just trying to figure this out. And, um, probably was one of the and it was actually during the time that everything was going on that's my relationship my mom um you know me transitioning to this new position at work and it was a lot of stuff at one time that was hitting me it probably was the 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 test because you know we always get the test before we get the absolutely absolutely (laughs) take this test to figure it out (laughs) and then later on i'm gonna tell you what you were supposed to do right and how this was it was supposed to work out your test to your testimony um, right there you go there you go and it was it was probably one of the toughest times but it probably was one of the best times because i I really learned who i am Mm -hmm. in the process of everything um, and how strong my faith was, because it was time that I really felt like giving up. Right. I really felt like giving up. My mom, um, unfortunately, I had to find placement for her because she, her dementia and her being my mom was probably the, the, the thing that was tearing my heart apart because I know she needed help. But then it's like, this is mom, you know, right. like. No, I'm waiting for you to put me on your lap and, and, and sing lullabies to me. Right, rub my hair, squeeze my face, exactly. all that stuff. <laughs> and you sitting here telling me people sit in the living room to you. Can I tell them to get out the living room? And right. you're telling me at 3 o'clock in the morning you, you got a doctor's appointment you got to go to. And, 
you know, it just it just was really a trying time. And, you know, she was calling the cops on me and my siblings and saying mm. that we were doing things to her. And it just, it was really a tough time. It mm. was really tough. And God gave you a real, a huge test. That's like a final exam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it came to the time that my siblings was not assisting me with helping her. So mm-hmm. I had to put her in placement in a long-term facility which was probably another crushing thing because it was like, I felt like I had one job and I felt it. She had seven of us. Right. She managed seven of us and I had one job and one person (laughs) to take care of and I failed. (laughs) But it wasn't until um, I actually was feeling really, really bad about it. And, and, you know, every day I would cry because now I had transitioned to her home from my home because she needed someone there, and, and my siblings lived probably like five to ten minutes away, and they weren't really trying to help me <laughs> take mm-hmm. care of her. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the, the, the they were only giving her seven hours, seven days a week, and I was fighting, and, and they were saying, you know what, we don't have any proof that she has dementia, so trying to wait for the dates because which was crazy is that the next appointment to see like a social worker or a psychiatric um, nurse or practitioner or anything Mm -hmm. like that was months away. So I had to like try to hold on for three months of this. Right. I couldn't do it. And, um, you know, I was really torn up and and one day I got down and prayed and I said, God, I just need like 10 minutes of mom, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of who she is to me. Even though she physically looks like my mom and her voice is, her, is my mom, mm-hmm. but the things that's coming out is not. And it, it was really a hard time, and it was really hard for me to process. And I went to her um, probably the next day after that prayer, and I and I tell you, I had about 30 minutes of, of, a, of a real conversation that was interactive. She was wow. in tune. She was present. And she just told me she was she was proud of me. You know, she was proud of everything that I accomplished. Um, she wasn't upset that I had placed her there. That she understood. And she told me that what probably was the best thing is that she is okay. Wow. And she wants me to live my life. Because at 85, she has lived hers. Mm. See? And, you know, all of a sudden, somebody somewhere in the nursing home started cutting onions because my eyes was just snow. I don't know what was going on that day. It was like five o'clock, so I really don't know why somebody wanted to cut onions in my <laughs> eyes. It was like really busy and scary. But <laughs> I kinda got through it. Just add just just admit it. You were feeling the emotion. Okay? Yeah, I was you was, I was. okay. It was nothing about no onions, okay? <laughs> don't blame don't, don't blame the onions. <laughs> And I think from that point is when I really decided that I just was going to just live and just kind of just focus on, you know, the two-tastic hand was was being the best armor bear I can be mm-hmm. and being the best assistant director for these youth that I can be. Mm-hmm. And um, through that process and through that journey has, has brought me to the point where I'm being asked to do more in the church. Okay. Um, intercessory prayer, opening prayer, scripture, um, some of the things that, you know, you know me, God. I'm not one of these, you know, I'm going to stand in front of a hundred people or a thousand people and have a conversation. So now I put the poor forefront of people where I have to actually 
speak and right. everybody's looking at me. <laughs> like, wait, so, you want me to guide you? This this flock right here. <laughs> exactly, like, you know, so, oh, but it actually has helped me in the means because, you know, I'm starting to facilitate more uh, trainings and programs. So, you know, there's always a plan. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, like we were talking earlier, um, I'm actually going to do my first mini sermon tomorrow, and Woo-hoo. the nerves have set in, and, you know, there was a, a couple things that kind of came towards me, and the, probably the biggest one is my voice. Um, I actually completely lost my voice Tuesday night, <laughs> and I'm surprised I could even talk today, because the, the whole week I was like, you know what, I'm going to see the, say the least I can. <laughs> Reserve my voice. Give me some gin- some ginger me. tea with some lemon. Listen, I'm all teed out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all teed out. I'm all teed out and cough dropped out. You know, like it's, you know, and I and I bought some drum spray and I bought all this stuff and um, I finally went to the doctor um, Thursday and he said, "Listen, there's nothing wrong with your throat." <laughs> It's not red or anything. He said, it's you. It's Whatever's you. going on, you need to relax and calm down. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to just not think about it. You know, so I was rewriting. I must have rewrote what I needed to do at least a hundred times. And I said, you know what? I'm putting this to the side. This is what I'm going to do. Wherever God takes it, he takes it. But I'm just, I just have to, to stop because I was putting so much on me that it, I was becoming a nervous wreck. Right. And when I spoke to uh, my, my my mentor, who is an apostle, and she said, you know what, that's part of war for itself, because our biggest battle is the battle within ourselves. Amen to that. <laughs> and that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so now you hear what I'm talking about, and my voice is starting to crack a little bit again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's just remembering of what's going on. <laughs> You know, loosen up. Don't don't tighten up those cords. You know, just let it flow. But the thing is, you got this. And um, you have to believe you got this. You know you got this. God wouldn't put you in this position if he didn't think you could do it. And that's what you have to hold on to and trust. And when you stand up there and says, God's got me, I'm covered. So whatever comes yeah. out, it was meant to come out. It was meant to be said. Someone in this congregation, in this flock, needed to hear it. So you just have to just first... yeah, you just have to let it flow, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is the first time um, that um, Alma Barris has actually taken on to doing a sermon. So this is something, I guess, so when, you know, it was it was okay until you added that part to it. <laughs> so I'm going to be the first one to do it. Thanks. But, yeah, thanks for that little extra part, right? <laughs> so in other words, don't you mess this up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm the standard. Right, you are going to set it. It's all about yeah. you. Awesome. So, you know, that you that is an amazing spiritual journey in itself, um, honestly, because that whole journey and the, the, the walk you continue to, to walk because it's not over, right? 
You're just on one. You're just beginning. It's just beginning. But it let you to be your authentic self. Yes. Right? Your authentic self. That part of you that you've just been grappling with trying to be figure it all out. So you share a little bit about that piece of you and your spiritual walk and becoming authentic in you. The thing about it is I've always lived my life out loud and I've always been one who kind of colors outside the lines. You know, I want bright, vibrant colors. And and the thing about the spiritual walk, it kind of humbles you. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's not about you. You know, it's about a higher power, a higher authority. And, you know, we have to learn to walk in his word. And the crazy thing is that we, everything that we need to live a faithful life, a God-fearing life is in the Bible. And he gives us lessons and he gives us songs and he gives us things to, to get us through whatever situation whatever we're going through and whatever we need mm-hmm. is there. And mm-hmm. the the biggest thing that I've learned in probably in doing the work for the, the sermon that I'm going to do tomorrow, which is on spiritual warfare, which I, I promise you, let me raise my hand and say, pick me is that I've been through it. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm reading it, it it's, it's crazy because everything that speaks of spiritual warfare, I was there. Mm -hmm. Because there was times that I really allowed my mind to tell me that I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. I started to listen to the naysayers. Oh, are you equipped? Are you prayed up to be an armor bearer? What have you done so thus far? Who are you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, after a while, those things start to really resonate, you know, really Mm -hmm. come into your mind. And... It started to hit me, you know, like I said, with just my voice recently. But before, you know, I was going through stuff where I was, I had a heart monitor for 24 hours. I was so stressed out that I was having palpitations, you know, just, just that, you know, I was stressed out. I was losing weight. I was gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had people in my life who um, didn't believe me. Oh, you know, you used to hang out and party all the time, and now you want to turn up. Right, yeah, okay. right. How dare and you? And it was the nation. <laughs> exactly. How dare you say you were chaplain? How dare you say you were almost there? Yo, we was hanging out, you know. And it, and that was another thing, trying to get people to, to honestly understand and accept me for who I am now, mm-hmm. that I might not want to go to all the parties and all the events and all the things that I was going to before. And then I had to be selective with the ones that I went to because you don't want to be seen on certain scenes. And people say, okay, you are a bearer and you, you were chaplain, but you were just hanging out at this party. Right. Um, so that was another thing that I had to do. And I had to, to also be mindful of the people that was in my circle mm-hmm. because, you know, you always have people in your circle that's Debbie Downers and you have people with me that's not living right. And, you know, just you don't want to be the one to say, you know, well, you should do this and you right. should do that. Because, you know, we always want to be able to, to, to help our friends move in the right way. But mm-hmm. you don't want to be that person. Or you don't want to be that person where people feel uncomfortable to be themselves around. Exactly, exactly. Because now you're walking a different life, you know? So right. It was, it was those struggles that I actually went through. And, 
you know, I spent a lot of time alone and, and would probably was for an introvert was probably the best thing in the world because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm by myself but I can operate in this space, you know, perfectly. Exactly. <laughs> but then when you're in spiritual warfare, it's not because you have too much time and space and you have silence so you're able to hear the nonsense. Yes. The rhetoric, the yeah, naysayers, yeah. all that is just playing back in your head. Yeah, and it's loud. Yes. Because it's, it's so quiet. <laughs> yes. And loud. Yes, I do. I do understand that very well. Um, you know? Yeah. It's, and it, that was, that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just loud. It's, it's, it's that negativity that just continues to feed and fester. If you allow it, yes. right? Yes. Definitely. And it was a point where I had to turn it off. Hmm. So there was times I did a couple fasts, or there was one fast I did for about 15 days just to kind of cleanse not only my, my body, but cleanse my mind. Mm-hmm. Cleanse my mind. Because, you know, sometimes when you hear negative so much, you start to hear and believe it. Oh, man. You know? Oh. You start to believe it. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. I've never been a quitter. My mom always has told us, you know, when you start something, make sure you finish. Right. So whenever things kind of crumble, I feel so bad and I kind of take on a lot because you don't never want to be seen as a quitter. You don't never want to be seen as the person who did not finish a task that was at hand. Right. And during that time, I just had to build myself up and get stronger not only physically, but mentally and right. spiritually. And those were the times it was because it was times that I just listened to gospel music. Gotcha. It was times that it was just silent. And I had to learn how to quiet the noise. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, the mindfulness meditation part came in, to just focusing on what is here and now. Don't worry about the past, don't worry about the future, don't worry about where we at right now, where I am right now. Right. And that probably was the biggest thing that kind of helped me, guide me to where I needed to be. And I'm going to tell you, you've known me for a long time. Mm -hmm. This is probably the lightest I've been in a long time. This is probably the happiest I've been in a long time. And it's not attached to anybody or anything. And And that, for me, is an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, yeah, we've known each other for a long time. And, I, you know, just seeing you and hearing you and like, wow, that's a totally different person that I knew years ago, which is amazing yeah. because it's you, you don't realize the toll people can take on your spirit um, when yes. they, they're not in the right space. And you you embody that, especially when you're that introvert, empathic person. Right? You take it all in and you internalize it. And it's like, maybe it is me. Maybe, you know, I did do this. And then you you don't realize, even though you think you feel good and you're putting on, you know, you're faking the funk. You're really not faking the funk because those who really see you and know you can see. And, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's like, I need to change how 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 yeah. am I going to do it? It's a choice. It's a choice, right? I always say we have a choice. We do. But it's do we take advantage of those choices. 
and that's the thing is sometimes people are scared. And it's so ironic is because during the time of me being really stressed and really concerned about everything that was on my plate, I used to look in the mirror and not even recognize who the person was. Mm. Who is this person? You know what I'm saying? Who, and sometimes words would come and phrases and things would come out your mouth. I'm like, yo, who said that? Right. And um, what is going on? You know? And finally, I've, I've, I've always been accepted of me and happy of me. And I've, like I said, I've always um, lived out loud. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and I'm finally back to that place. And it feels good. It feels very familiar, and it feels familiar in a good sense as in a bad sense because mm-hmm. now I feel like I'm ready to accomplish whatever else comes at me because I've done the work. Right. I've done the work. I've been tried and tested, mm-hmm. and I'm still here, and I survived. So what else you got for me? Exactly. That's where I'm at right now. Outstanding. What a powerful message, right? I, that's why I couldn't say anything but outstanding because – you nailed it. You've done the work. And that's what a lot of us don't realize. You got to do the work and, you know, see, work through that, um, that storm. That's it. That's, that's what I wanted to say. Work through that storm. Uh, because that tenacity, that grit, that's going to shine through once you come out triumphant through, um, that, that hurricane, that whatever storm that, God put on you because God doesn't give you more than what he feels and he knows you can handle. And I think a lot of us forget that this frame that we have was built by God. And no matter what your spiritual background is, and um, if you believe in God, if you believe in some other spiritual being, it all stems from God. God created the universe. Therefore, everything that dwells within the universe and drives you is part of and stems from God. And the framework we have comes from God, comes from God. And in that, and we have to um, recognize that. And it, you don't have to be religious because anyone who knows me knows I am not super religious. And I um, don't believe in one entity i embody embrace all spirituality and the basis of me is just based on kindness and treating people with respect and respecting others so i appreciate chris coming on and talking with us about their spiritual journey and the work that they're doing with those young um, women is amazing it's amazing because we don't realize what what harm has been done to our youth. And when we look at the rate of our LGBTQ youth that are killing themselves, you know, because they're not accepted in their home, they're not accepted sometimes within their group, especially if they're transgender, right? Depending on how they, the individuals in their group feel about being transgender, they're not accepted there either. So having that place that Chris has, uh, put together and is working and I commend them a hundred percent and I can't wait to be a part of the work that they have and I just so look forward to it and I'm so blessed to have Chris share their journey with Christ their journey taking care of 
their mom because that's hard and also their journey and rebuilding today's youth so that our youth can be strong independent and believe in themselves and be functional youth be functional adults because you know it starts with our children and sometimes it still does take a village so I praise you for that and I thank you for coming on and um, there's two other parts to this uh, segment so please listen to the other half of this and um, all the way uh, actually the other half the other two parts to it and uh, please give me your feedback uh, I'm on Facebook uh, this is not the soulful eclectic is soulful eclectic I on Facebook and I am also on Instagram at thesoulfuleclectic.com. And again, I apologize. My webpage is still in construction, under construction. So just drop me an email. Uh, my email is dc at thesoulfuleclectic.com. And I look forward to hearing everyone's feedback on any of the episodes, you know, because we've had, this is episode eight. Um, 8A and 8B and 8C and um, yeah I, I just want to hear what you have to say and please share uh, with family friends I also have the other Facebook page health and wellness LGBTQ health and wellness page on Facebook that um, provides information for the youth in the LGBTQ community the adults in the LGBTQ community um, I don't want to say just the youth because you know, it's not just use, it's for everybody that lives in the community and it's an ally. So please join us and I thank you. Please subscribe, um, tell me how you like the show. And as I start building and getting myself on other platforms, I will definitely share and announce them on my Facebook page. So thank you, be well, stay blessed, have a good day. So this concludes today's episode. If anything that was said today resonates with you or with someone in your circle that you want to share this episode with, and you want to share that information with me, please feel free to send me a message via email on my Facebook page. Um, you can leave a like uh, on the RSS feed that you are currently listening to me on. And um, just let me know how you feel, whether you like it or you don't like it. Any feedback to me is great feedback because it shows that you're in tune to what I'm saying or what my guests are saying and you know it, it helps open up that dialogue and I always like to hear other people's perspective on things that we've discussed. So thank you for joining me on this episode. And again, if you like the episode, join, subscribe, click how much you like it and send me a message. The email address is dc at thesoulfuleclectic.com and you can follow me on my social media currently 
The Facebook page is up and running and the Facebook page is called Soulful Eclectic. You have to drop the th on this one. And um, yeah, so whatever plat social media platform, website that you're listening to or you, you are following me on, please subscribe, rate the show, your thoughts. Um, so until next time, take care of yourself, love yourself first, because if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love and care for anyone else, right? So with that, I bid you peace and love, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Namaste.